We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is coming up only six days away from right now, Michigan versus Ohio State. And we have one of Ohio's own who went across the border to be a part of, as they call it down south, the team up north. We obviously just call it the Michigan football team. We got Rod Moore, junior safety from Michigan, coming off of a 31 to 24 win over Maryland at Maryland, but he is gearing up for the big game this next week. Rod, first and foremost, how are you doing, my guy? I'm doing good, man. Just trying to recover from yesterday. You know, Maryland came to play and we had a, a little game going back and forth, but we came out on top. Yeah, and speaking of that that game, you guys ended up cementing the thousandth win in program history. Heck of a big celebration afterwards between the the team. You had fans running out onto the field. The the Maryland PA announcer yelling at the Michigan fans. The Maryland staff yelling at the Michigan fans. Kind of pandemonium in the immediate aftermath. All of that said, how did that feel to be a part of history? To be a part of the team that just won the thousandth game for the Wolverines. It felt really good. Uh, we had a really big celebration because, you know, I mean, that's something historic. Like, you'll be a part of the team that uh, that won the thousands game. And the most win- winningest program in um, college football history is just crazy. Um, I, I never thought I would be in the position. I remember when I committed or I think when I enrolled, like when I first got on campus, um, I think Matt Dudek told me you could be a part of the thousands win. I really wasn't, you know, thinking about that at that time, but then it's finally here, and I'm like, wow, it's actually crazy. Well, it, it took a really uh, big effort, particularly defensively, to make that happen. Uh, just briefly, because obviously we want to talk about the the game that's coming up next week, uh, this week rather, but uh, what what was it about this game against Maryland that felt like, okay, we're in a fight. Like you said here at the very beginning, you know, they, that they really didn't give up. What what was it about this game that caused such a fight to, for, for the, the least uh, dominant win by you guys, right? Like the, as far as score differential, they were in it till the end. But what also was it about your defense that made it so that your team was able to take that step and win the game defensively? Um, I just think... The defense as a whole, I mean, we saw how the game was going. And I want to say, I mean, we were telling each other, like, it's really on us. Like, um, I want to say it was one, uh, probably midway through or right above midway through the fourth quarter. 
I think it was 27, I mean, 23 to 29, wasn't it, I think? Or 23 to 24, something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, 24 to 29. And we were like, we yeah. just kept having to go. We were like, it's on us. We, we just can't let them score. Like, if we don't let them score, we win the game. That's all we had to say to each other. We didn't. We weren't trying to, you know, put our put our backs against the wall and hope our offense does something. We're like, okay, we're going to be the guys to, you know, put our anchor down, put our foot down, and just end this for for all. Because I mean, we knew Maryland was going to come and play. Like, I think we all knew that. They always do that every year. They give us our their, their best shot. And uh, I mean, they came out to play, and you saw it, but. I think the defense just, you know, it's always been, it's always been that we got to, the defense wins games, the defense wins championships. How fast did did you, because normally I always hear like, oh, we're going to go and celebrate this win for the rest of the t- uh, today. And then Sunday, we're going to start focusing. I feel like that has, isn't necessarily the case when it's week 12, you know, and, and you know what that next team is. How quickly did your focus shift from, all right, we just won a game. It's a milestone for the program uh, to, Okay, we know who's next. How quickly did that happen? I want to say it happened. Uh, I want to say it happened either on the bus or on the plane. Uh, I know on the bus we just the defense on the defensive bus we kept saying to each other, oh, "It's that week. It's that week. It's the week we always talk about." I mean, you see it when you walk in the gym. What are you doing today to beat Ohio State? So, I mean, the, the focus shifted pretty quickly. Um, I mean. Like I said, is that week. I mean, I'm happy because you know what this game means to me, especially me being from Ohio. So now uh, I, I'm assuming because you guys get on that bus and get to the plane pretty quickly. Uh, once we were done with the press conference, you guys are on the bus. I go up to the press box. First thing I do is pull up my iPad. I pull put put it on uh, on uh, Big Ten Network so that I could watch a little bit of Ohio State's game against Minnesota. Did you do the same when you get on the plane? You, you know, I know you've got TVs in the seats and everything like that. Did you did you guys start watching that or was it more of like okay, we're just mentally focused. We'll we'll get to that later. How how did that work? Uh, I'm trying to think who was sitting next to me because I want to say we were watching the USC UCLA game. I th- I think I saw a couple guys watching the Ohio State game, but to be honest, I don't think I saw a lot of TVs on the Ohio State game. <laughs> well, certainly it's it's a team that you've been preparing for all season long. When you think about how this how what you've seen all year, because this is not a team that you just strictly watch the the week of the game. This is a team that you're you're doing preparation for all season long. You have the beat Ohio drill that started in 2021 that really kind of started changing the tide. Uh, the fact that the focus was on your chief rival all all year. When you do look at Ohio State, obviously don't expect you to give up any schematic anything uh, because we do not want to give Ohio State that uh, that benefit. But how do you feel like you defensively match up with Ohio State in terms of just what you've seen thus far and how, how different does it look? I mean, you're going to have a challenge uh, with Marvin Harrison Jr., Micah Agbuka, Cade Stover, and some of those guys that you saw last year, but it's a different quarterback. How how does it mm-hmm. look at kind of at first glance to you? I mean, this is going to be a game. Um, I mean, it always is a game probably uh, till about halftime, but like just them as a team, they're a really good team. I mean, everyone knows it. You're not going to be a, you're not going to be terrible if you're eleven and zero, especially in the Big Ten Conference. The east, the east side of the uh, Big Ten Conference is really a really good conference, and so um, just 
I think from a defensive perspective or the team perspective, you each week I want to say the competition gets better. So, um, like for the DBs, I want to say each week it's the best receiving group as a whole we've seen. And then, I mean, week 12, Ohio State, they have really good receivers. And, um, I mean, I think we're going to match up with them pretty well. Um, we, I still got to dive into them a little bit more, but just off of the glance of our team and their team, it's going to be a really good game. And it's going to be a, a win. How much, how much do you feel like playing the last couple of weeks have prepared you as well? Now, Penn State's receiving core is certainly not on the same level as either of the either Maryland or Ohio State, but between going up against Penn State's receivers, they they had a what was thought at least to be a really good quarterback in Drew Aller. Then you go up against Talia Tagovailoa in Maryland, and they've got all kinds of receivers. Uh, one of the more prolific passing attacks in the conference. How much do those games like these last two? How much does that help prepare you for what you're going to see? come this Saturday? I think it prepares us really well because um, I want to say if you don't play against good competition and then you get up against that good competition, you're going to have a shock. Like, okay, let me lock in. But I think just going against those uh, those guys these past few weeks have just um, really took our game to another level as a whole. Like, we know we expect a lot better than, out of each other than what we put out there sometimes. And so we just keep pushing each other every day and practice um, in the – I want to say the competition and the pushing each other just makes us better too. just within the team. I mean, just personally speaking from the back end, uh, I mean, the corners, nickels and the safeties, they all, we all compete every day in practice is obviously to push each other. But I mean, I want to say the whole team competes every day in practice, especially when we go like Michigan on Michigan, like the ones against the ones like that's the probably the most competitive um, period of the week. And so, I mean, yeah, I think we. I think it's going to be pretty good. And w- kind of with that in mind, I mean, obviously you've uh, you're from Ohio. This game means a lot to you, uh, at least I would assume, right? Like th- this is this is the one. Like you, they didn't really tell me like a little bit of your story. I know I've heard it a million times at this point. You you're from Ohio, and yet you were not recruited by Ohio State. Jim Harbaugh has come out and said that if you would have, you know, you being young for your age, you're 20 years old as a junior, but if you would have been in high school for another year, you would have been a five-star recruit. But what what was the recruiting process like in terms of did Ohio State even try to come after you at all? Was it all Michigan? How did that kind of work out? Um, I want to say I started getting offers in my junior year, right before my junior year, but they're all MAC offers. And then right after my junior season, um, I started getting a whole bunch. Um, I want to say it started with the um, the ACC, and then it came uh, like the smaller schools in the Big Ten. And uh, I think one day I got like Michigan State, Michigan, and Kentucky all in one day, and that's when Michigan offered me. So I'm like, like to me, that's the biggest school out of all my offers. So I'm like, okay, Michigan's already up there. And so um, my senior year, or no. My junior year summer, going into my senior year before like the COVID really started, you know, cracking down. I wanted Ohio State came through. Uh, it wasn't even a coach. I can't even remember what he was. That's when I knew I'm like, they kind of they not sending no coaches down here to come talk to me. Like other schools, I had a relationship with coaches, and so they would come to. He came to watch me work out probably four times, and then like we had a conversation one time, and he told me, uh, "Yeah, we want you to come to a camp for an offer." 
I said, I was like, what? Like, why do I got to come to a camp for an offer? And I'm getting offers from these other schools that are, like, really top-notch in your conference. And you're telling me I got to come to a camp for an offer? I was like, okay, nah. Like, that's when I turned my, like, even if they tried to come back and offer me later on, I would have been like, nah. It wasn't like I had a dream school of them, but, like, growing up, like, as a kid, I was an Ohio State fan. Like, you, I live an hour west, so, I mean, that's the biggest school around in Ohio. It's really not anything else. And, um, I mean, it was just that. Like, and then I committed to Michigan, and <laughs> I have all my family's Ohio State fans. My friends are telling me, um, you'll never be to Ohio State when you go to Michigan. And I'm like, okay. And then literally the next year we did it, but – they they didn't they didn't they didn't recruit me really yeah they didn't recruit me at all. Well, you got to partake in it right away freshman year. You're out there playing starters minutes against the Buckeyes. How personal is that game for you in terms of like did it feel different? Right, you you got to really start getting involved two weeks prior against Penn State in 2021. Now you mm-hmm. find yourself on the field in this big rivalry against the team that you grew up watching and loving, that all your friends and family love. Did it did it make you kind of have the little extra oomph? I mean, there's that iconic picture that's out of you from that game, but like how how much more personal was it because of the way that they were able that they kind of just didn't treat you like you were a priority, even though you were in their backyard. <laughs> It was so personal to me, not even only because of that, but like you said, just being from Ohio and my family always, you know, being a fan of Ohio State. Um, when uh, it was a week of, like, I'm like, it's, it's that week. Like like you said, my freshman year, I didn't start playing to li- two weeks before that. And then to actually to start and play into that, the biggest game, like, in the whole entire nation, like, everyone watches that game on that day. And being able to start as a freshman, like, that's probably one game I was the the most nervous. Like, I was so nervous. And it wasn't because I was scared. I was just like, okay, bro, like, you really here. Like, it's, it's now. Like, you, it's the time to make a mark because, I mean, they didn't think you were good enough. And, and a lot of people don't think you're good enough. So now you're on national television. It's, it's your spotlight to be able to show everybody that you're good enough. And so, I mean, How I different take that was it last year? Okay, Sorry, keep go going. I, I I thought you were, I thought you had stopped there for a second. Oh, I mean, I take every game like that, but Ohio State for sure. Like every year, is I have a different feeling when I'm about to play them. Like it's just as soon as the week hits, it's just a different level of focus for the whole entire team. Well, last year, how different was it? Because obviously, you you kind of shocked the world in one of the most incredible settings in college football. Certainly, it was the most incredible one that I had ever witnessed. Uh, the kind of snow globe effect. No one was really expecting you to to beat Ohio State. Uh, and then you did it. But the, ne- the next year, last year, you go down to Columbus. Kind of the same thing. You know, all of this complaining about the weather from Ohio State players and, you know, all the excuses of they had the flu and all these different things. Just wait until you, you get to play them in Ohio Stadium. You go down and you do exactly that. And the results even more lopsided. Were, were the nerves still there? Were you kind of settled in? What was what was your kind of feeling going into that game in Columbus last year? Man, that game, I love going back there because it was I was going it was like I was going back home. It was like homecoming. And I'm like, yeah, I'm back in Ohio. And then like you talked about the weather, yeah, the year before it was cold, but I keep trying to tell everyone, 
down there, like that part of Ohio is, is warm sometimes in November. And we got that warm day in November. And I'm like, okay, they ain't got an excuse this year. So, and then we went there. That's, I want to say between, um, yeah, that's probably the most hostile environment that I've ever been in. Um, yeah, because it's just like straight red. like, And, you know, we don't wear red in the facility. So it was just red. And he had that one little section of major blue. And it was just straight red. And then at the end of the game, it was so great when Dino had that second touchdown. And it was just quiet. Like, all you heard was that little section of the Michigan fans yelling, and it was just so quiet. You heard the sideline <laughs> side yelling. It, it felt so great to be able to do that, like, and go, go into someone's home. Like, that's that's hard. Like, you know it's hard to travel at a, another team's um, stadium, especially that type of atmosphere, and be able to come out on top. What's your favorite memory? Yeah. What's your before we get some fa- some fan questions in here in just a moment? And actually, if if you do have a question, go ahead and raise your hand uh, using the platform, and we're going to start getting uh, getting you kind of lined up so that you can ask questions directly of Rod about Ohio State and uh, obviously Michigan. But uh, what do you have a favorite memory from the last, uh, whether it's the two years that you've played or some other point in watching the game? What's your favorite memory of this rivalry? Mm. Mm. I'm going to say my freshman year. I don't think anything can top that. Um, yeah, especially just it being my first year and then we win. And, like, I mean, you got years before, you see on TV – how when it is when um when a stadium storms a field and then <laughs> being in the middle of all that I was like a kid and kid in a candy shop like I was like like this is crazy like I never thought I would be in that in that type of type of situation. Well, let's start t- taking some of your questions. Uh, up ne- first, I was going to say up next, but it's literally first. Up first, we have Jake. Jake, go ahead and ask your question of Rod. Hi, uh, I'm Jake, and this is my four-year-old son, Abel. Um, I actually, my son, Abel, actually has a question, so can I let him go? Yep. Go ahead, Abel. What's up, man? Um, um, how did you um, uh, become a football player of, of um, uh, Michigan? Uh, he wants to know what he has to do to become good to play play for Michigan. One, listen to your dad. Listen to your parents. Um, your parents are going to guide you wherever you want to do in life. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't do anything. Because whatever you put your mind to, you can do it. So if you want to be a football player, go do that and be the best person and the best football player you can be. What do you say about that? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. High five. Give him a high five, buddy. High five the camera. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Abel. Uh, all right. We have any more questions at the moment? Let, let's let's ask him this, and then we'll, we'll get to the next question that we're going to have here. Uh, Rod, who ever we always talk about, like, who is it that you look up to? And not necessarily in a mentor type way, but like, what players do you kind of look at and say, that is kind of what I'm trying to do with my game? Is there a player, whether they're in college or pros, that you kind of model your game after? When I was um, coming out of high school into my freshman year in the first two years, um, it, uh, high school it was always I would watch Jamal Adams, tackle like Jamal Adams, 
hit and, and pursued a ball like Buda Baker and hit like Cam Chancellor. And then um, Honey Badger, half his aggressiveness. It was all four of those. I will always have to. I will always watch them. One of those guys before a game. I would say that's who I try to mend my game after. All right, we're gonna go back to the questions. Tyler, you're up with Rod. What up, hey, how are you doing, Tyler? Um, my question, Rod. After a big win, like you're gonna get, hopefully. What is your go-to meal after that win? Like, what are you going out to eat? What are you guys doing? Uh, uh that's a hard question because um, we usually don't. Uh, we usually don't have anything right there. But um, uh, a big win like next Saturday, I would probably have to hit one of the steakhouses, maybe like <laughs> uh, Ruth Chris or Chop House, to a good treat for that type of uh Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you very much for that. What When you've got people on the other side of the ball, when you've got J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, Roman Wilson, Cornelius Johnson, Colston Loveland, all of these different playmakers on the other side of the ball. Now, this past week, you had a, you had a situation where it was like, okay, the defense needs to come up big. But in a lot of these games, the offense has really put you guys in a very advantageous position by obviously scoring a heck of a lot of points. How does it feel when you know that you've got players on the other side of the ball that can kind of lead the way? How does how does that kind of help you as a defense? It helps us a lot. Um, I want to say with rep count because um, you can see it, our offense likes to control the game with the clock. So if the defense is getting off the field, we're going to be off the field for a couple a, a good amount of time, and that gives us rest to be fresh every time we go back on the field. And um, just like you said, those guys, J.J. Blake, Colson, um, literally, Samaj, everybody that's been making plays recently. Um, I mean, we trust them in, in practice. They make those same kind of plays. So um, I think it's all in a given. I mean, we know we're gonna make, they're going to make the plays that come to them just like we do the other way around. And uh, I think that's what makes us a team because um, we just know what we expect of each other. And when things aren't going like – when things aren't going good, we're always going – Okay, like let's pick this up. Even if it's the offense talking to the defense or the defense talking to the offense, like we always just have a structure of a team. Like we can't do it without a team. Do you kind of, kind of love it? Uh, well, actually, we're gonna go to Tony next. Tony, you're up with Rod. Hey guys, how's it going? What's up, Rod? Rod, hey, thank Tony. you for doing this, man. It's very cool. Um, so I got a question for you. Who? I got a couple actually. Who is our? Is or are some of the biggest trash talkers on the team? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> defense, uh, I know I hear Samaj talk a lot. Samaj, Samaj talks a lot in the game. Like when he makes plays, Samaj talks a lot. But defense, I would say KG. Uh, I hear KG, I hear Rayshon talking a lot. But uh, but if you want to be honest, defense really, we don't talk a lot of stuff. Like, um, the only time we talk stuff is this past week because Maryland started talking. But if you have like, if you look at multiple games, we really don't, we really don't talk a lot. How about how about on the field during this next game? I don't even know. I think everybody's gonna be talking. That's gonna be one of the games that I think everybody's gonna talk. Is that type of game? It's kind of hard to resist sometimes. Right. I got it you. Makes the game. Got you. It makes the game like. Makes it fun because then you can't let that dude make the play or they're going to be talking about you. You can't really say nothing. But it makes it so much more fun. 
Definitely. Definitely. All right on, man. Thank you for answering and, and good luck, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, thank you. What I, I had a quick uh, question about for, for you about the, uh, after we talked about the offense, is there any kind of part of you though? Like you, you had the, the, the play where, uh, Mike B strips Talia of the ball. Derek Moore scoops it up in the end zone scores. And that's like, cool. You guys did your job, but you get no rest. The offense doesn't get to come out after that. You know, like you did your job, but you guys got to go right back out, out of how do you, does there kind of like a, like, yes, we did something great, but oh, I just wish we had a little bit of a break or is it just elation carrying you? How does that work? I ain't going to lie. This week I kind of forgot. That's how it went. Like when we scored, I was <laughs> going over there to the bench and down. Everybody was like, Bro, we're up, we're up. I'm like, oh yeah, we did just score. It's our turn again. But um, I, I like it. Um, it's more reps. Uh, it's more opportunities out there on the field. I think we all like it because it's we get to go back out there. But um, yeah, it's tiring for sure. But that's when Coach Herb comes in. Like I don't think I think our strength and conditioning is great. I I, I and I love Coach Herb. I stared at I stared him in the eyes for more than five seconds. So I feel like. I've re- gotten my own achievement badge, by the way. Uh, that was just this uh, yesterday, actually. Rod, what is it about Michigan fans that you appreciate? Like, what what do they mean to you? Seeing going to Maryland and seeing a bowl game atmosphere on a in a road venue, going to Penn State and seeing uh, the disruption of the stripes and just how many Michigan fans were there. How much do Michigan fans mean to you? It means a lot for the whole team, actually. Um, like you said, yesterday, it was like a bowl game. Like, you had one side was Michigan, and literally the other side was Maryland, and it was loud enough to seem like when we were on defense, it kind of felt like somewhat of a home game. It's not nearly as close, but, I mean, you kind of get there. Especially being a play game, it feels it's really good. And then, I mean, just off the field, if I'm wearing something Michigan, like walking through the airport or wherever I am, I mean, I'm going to run into a Michigan fan, Michigan alumni, something, and it just means a lot. Like, it, it speaks a lot about the university and how big it is and how nationwide it is that, like, people really love Michigan football. And, I, and I've and grown to learn that being here for the past three years. Like, they said it when I first got here, and, you know, me being young, I really didn't, like, believe it. But actually seeing it and growing and being in the program, it, it actually means a lot to all of us. Vibev. Okay, we're going to bring in Vibev next. Awesome. Thank you for having Vibev, me. You're on. Thank you for having me. So I had a quick question, Rod. Uh, I need to know your, your top five artists right now. Mm. Ooh. Uh, I've always been a, a young boy fan. I'm not going to put him at one, though. I can't really give you a top five, but I'll give you the top five that I listen to because you really can't name a top five these days. But uh, I would say Lil Baby, um, Young Boy. Uh, I listen to a lot of Detroit rappers, but I would say uh, Babyface Ray is up there. Um, mm, Future. And, oh, it's hard. It's like a, a mix of Dirk, um, Young Dolph, uh uh, G Herbo, like all of them, all of them. I listen to all of them guys. You got a good lineup right there. What I respect that. Let me. What you got? Me right now. I love my Kendrick, but he hasn't. He hasn't dropped in a bit. But I'll go. I'll go Kendrick. I've listened to more Young Boy recently too. Um, 
my friends have been, they've been trying to get me onto a little TJ a little bit more, but I, I need to get on that a little bit more. And then, uh, I love my, my, uh, post Malone and then my, my Khalid. So that's a little bit more on my R and B, but those are my top five right now. Like it. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Thank you, Bybev, and thank you both for making me realize how old I am because most of that sounded like another language. <laughs> so <laughs> I had no idea. I, I recognized future. I think you said Kendrick in there. Th- that mm-hmm. was probably about all I, I, I could really recognize in that moment. Uh, so I'm getting too old. Um, what are you, Rod, looking forward to the most about Saturday this is a game that you I, – I would imagine you weren't waiting for it to happen immediately. You wanted to just enjoy the win after last year and all of the, the wonderfulness that comes with beating Ohio State, going to the Big Ten Championship, going to the college football playoff. But I'm sure that once all those games were done, that you started looking forward to this one yet again. What are you looking forward to the most when it comes to taking the field this Saturday against Ohio State? Uh, I'm looking forward to a great atmosphere. We need everybody to be as loud as they can. Um, but just as a game standpoint, I'm just I can't wait just the opportunity to be able to go out there and play into in one of the best rivalries in college football. Um, like you said, we make history this past game, but we can make it. We can. I think can we go another? Has it been? Have it? Has Michigan beat uh, Ohio State three times in a row? They have. It's just it's been since 1997, so it has been a very long time since that's happened. So last time that it happened was back in a national championship year, if that is okay. some kind of poetic, what have you. So maybe three maybe, times. Maybe just make back. that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andrew, you're going to join us. Uh, so welcome, Andrew. You're on with Rod. Hey, Isaiah. Hey, Rod. Thanks for having me. What's good? Hey, I uh, had a really kind of unique question for you, Rod. I see that you're uh, I know that you're a communications major, but being one of the first generation of football players with NIL, um, obviously football comes to an end at different periods for all of us. But what do you what do you like about using maybe your major uh, post post football? What are your plans for after football? Um, like you said, communications major. Um, I I wanted to either go into uh, I'll probably try to go into broadcasting things along those lines. Um, I think that's what you can really use because I've always wanted to stay around sports and uh, being able to do broadcasting with sports or just doing anything that I can do that I can maybe stay around sports. I want to be able to do that. And then um, outside of that, I want to try to you know um, get in, not all the way into real estate, but try try do pro- doing property something with properties and stuff like that that's very cool thanks for thanks for giving me the time yep appreciate you coming Absolutely. on rod so obviously one of the things that's been hanging over the program is all of the controversy that's been happening uh with the uh alleged sign stealing scandal that's been going on uh not to get, we're not going to get into the actual any of that stuff, right? You're that's that's a completely separate deal from the players, but from everything that's kind of happened, all of this controversy circling Ann Arbor, uh, the fact that you probably can't turn on ESPN without seeing some kind of negative report about you guys, 
you've got Sharon Moore leading the charge as the interim head coach the last two weeks and again going into this next game. How do you guys stay focused? Like we always hear about you have a one-track mind. How do you deal with all of that in the middle of the season, dealing with all this NCAA inquiry, all of these other distractions? How is it that you are able to remain focused, and does it take a toll on the team? Um, I want to just keep preaching one-track mind. Um, you can't really let outside noise affect what you have going on, especially, um, I mean, when you're doing good, sometimes it develops a target on your back, and uh, people are going to come at you at every different types of ways. And I think just what we preach as a team and as a just a, the whole entire university is to, I mean, just bot the noise out. They're not they're not the ones that's stopping us gonna be able to stop us for what we're doing. It's gonna be ourselves and the the opponent that we have coming up in the next week. So I think that's what we have to focus on more instead of just really worrying about what's going on outside. Like it's always gonna be media, regardless of what the situation is. So that's what I think it is. Is there is there a fringe benefit to it? Like Jim Harbaugh said after the Purdue game. He said that it it was a priceless gift all of these things that were kind of happening outside the program. Have you, have you yes. kind of felt like that at all? Yeah, most definitely. Because um, I think everybody feels like they're trying to take something away from us. They're just going to do nothing but make us go harder. Um, I don't think it's ever going to make anyone just shy away. I mean, the whole team is just one, one person. We all got the same mind. That's just to prove everybody wrong. I mean, we've been doing that for the past two years. Prove every somebody, someone always has something else to say. What you gonna do? Prove them wrong. So, and prove ourselves right. All right, we're gonna take another fan question, Brendan. You're gonna come and join us here with Rod, and there you are. Welcome, Brendan. Hey, Rod. How you doing? What's up? I got a I got a more lighthearted question for you. What is the most popular game right now in the locker room? Like you guys playing two K, Madden, FIFA. Ooh, uh, I want to say Fortnite. After they brought back the old, the old Fortnite, I want to say it's Fortnite. It used to be Call of Duty. Everybody used to be on Call of Duty. Warzone, Warzone had. I think it was Call of Duty, but it's either between Call of Duty, Fortnite, and uh, yeah, those two games. I think. Who's the best Fortnite player on the team? Hmm. Ooh, I mean, for with the people I play with, I think uh, Jay McBros is pretty good and uh, Keon Sab, and uh, yeah, that's really who I play with. Those two guys. Love it. That's awesome. Thanks for the question. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brendan. So we talked a lot about the defense and everything uh, and how it played against uh, Penn State and Maryland and and kind of looked forward to Ohio State. Is there something I'm, I'm wondering, is there is there a part of you guys that it seems like because it feels like Penn State, you guys really were able to lock down, right? They weren't able to do really anything through the air. Drew Aller threw attempted three times as many passes as J.J. did and yet only achieved 10 more yards. Is there something about these big games that helps you guys reach your reach your potential and or how are you? Do you feel like you've shown your potential? Or do you feel like there's still a lot more that you guys can show? 
I think there's a lot more we can show. Um, I don't think we've nearly had the best game as a whole entire team yet. And uh, I think these big games have brought it out of us. Um, I mean, you saw it in Penn State, how we played as a team. I mean, we played very good as a team. And uh, I think just the higher level opponent, the bigger the game, I think everyone plays at a higher level. You know everything's on the line. You know you can't, like, you can't mess up. There's no time for messing up. And if you do, everybody else has each other's back. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's what it is. We we haven't reached our potential at all. And when when you know that you're going up against some of the bigger receivers, bigger named receivers, there's a lot of people that float uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. as being a potential Heisman winner. Uh, obviously, we we've heard that about JJ. You see a lot of different people in the field, but he he's kind of becoming emerging as a more popular choice. It seems like most games he goes off no matter what other teams do. How how much do you kind of salivate at the opportunity to make your stamp against a player like Marvin Harrison Jr.? I wouldn't even say it's just Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, yeah, he's the the top guy there receiving core of their team, but I mean I just I think we all salivate at the opportunity of just being able to make plays in that type of game against that type of team. Um, those are the games, like, we call money games. Like, you make a play in those games, like, it's, it's money. you making some money because those are the more valuable games. Those are the games that, I mean, everyone's going to look at when when they when your name's in the books for being drafted. So um, I think it's just a great opportunity to, to put a name, put your name out there and put your face out there. When you say that this this defense hasn't necessarily shown everything right, um, again, not from a schematic standpoint, but what is it that we haven't seen? You know, you see obviously things in practice, but what are some some aspects of the defense that maybe we haven't seen in terms of just ability, capability? Like, what is the ideal version? What you see behind closed doors look like? Uh, I would say just one hundred percent of execution all three levels of the defense and like it's just eyes out lights out everywhere like I mean I mean you're just gonna see it's just a whole defensive game like the defense is not letting up anything I just I think that's the game we need um that's what we're always striving for is to have that type of game no points on the board nothing like that's our goal if there's one touchdown or even a field goal we're not we're not having no field goals it's too close so I think that's uh, just how, keeping somebody at a donut hole. So how do you, how do you react? I know that you do strive for protect uh, perfection. I've heard kind of different different things from different players. You know, some some people say like, yeah, it's just next play, right? Uh, certainly, you you said that after because you you had a kind of unwelcome return yourself after your injury coming back into uh, into the in week four. But uh, a lot of people say that so what's next man man not next man mentality but next play mentality. Uh, but uh, others are like, oh, I I just got devastated because of we let up a first down. Is there how, how do you personally react when when it's okay? We just got punched in the mouth a little bit. How do you personally react when that happens defensively? Well, I think every time it's okay. It already happened. It's, all, it's always how you're going to come back. It's always how you're going to respond. I think that's how everyone on the defense is. Um, because if you want to say honestly, if somebody messes up, like sometimes they'll get in their head or you can tell like, hey, like you got to say something like, hey, bro, you good? Like next play, come on, like forget about that. Like 
we've always, we're always doing that to each other. If like they do that to me a lot, sometimes honestly, if I if I mess up something that I know I shouldn't have messed up, I'll be like, okay, hold on, hold on. But like just the defense of being a great defensive unit together, they're always gonna bring you up. Like, bro, come on, forget that play. Next play, everybody makes mistakes. All right, we're gonna bring on Ben and Sammy to continue with our fan questions. Ben and Sammy, welcome to the show. How are we gonna stop? Marvin Harrison Jr. from scoring touchdowns. Uh, Secondaries are going to have to play their best game. The DBs are going to have to be locked in. Um, I mean, we're just going to have to stop them. That's, that's, their, that's their best guy. Shut down 18. That's right. Any other questions, Sue? No. All right, well, thanks, guys. This is great. Let's go get them uh, on Saturday. We'll be there cheering you on. Yes, sir. Go blue. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Sammy. Do appreciate it. Um, I I think that, uh, Rod, we learned uh, two weeks ago that uh, even if if you're giving some kind of bracketing help or anything like that, if, you know, you you say you got Will Johnson on Marvin Harrison and you're giving some help over the top, if if that doesn't work, you guys have a secret weapon and it's clearly the fastest player on the team, and that's Kenneth Grant. Get just get him off the line, <laughs> get him back in the coverage, he'll run you down. Yeah. No one stands a chance. Okay. Uh, you, uh we, we only have a time for a couple more. So if you have questions, continue to get them in. Uh Rod, we don't know if you're gonna stay or go when it comes to uh to next year. But uh when you started seeing with uh, the the Big Ten adding all of these other teams, UCLA, USC, uh uh, Washington and Oregon. Uh, Michigan's got three of the four on the schedule. Road trip to Washington. Uh, you, you were uh, on the team when when the when Michigan last played Washington, but then you've also got uh, USC and uh, Oregon coming to the Big House next year. What are your thoughts about all of that? Like when when you see those t- all of a sudden, you look at that schedule for next year. What, what, you know, you've got that decision to make whether you're going to come back or not. But you look at that schedule, and you also see Texas on there. How, how does that feel to you to see those types of teams on the schedule? Uh, I kind of like it, um, just just based off of the uh, the opp- opportunity standpoint for the team. Um, those those aren't bad programs in their conferences, so they're going to bring some competition to the Big Ten. But I'm just I'm just trying to think on <laughs> how the traveling is going to work. <laughs> And how like when they come in and no uh up north at the in November like can they handle the cold like it doesn't get cold like that over there, so uh, I mean I like it I really do like it it's it's way more competition and um, makes the league more way more competitive and the um, conference way more competitive. You didn't even th- granted you probably won't be around at the at the point that Michigan travels out west to face either USC or UCLA. You didn't consider the alternative of escaping the cold in November and going and having a 70 degree football day. I mean, that's, uh, that, that's that'd, be, worth that'd be great, especially going to Cali. Um, I have never been to Cali, so I would love to go out to Cali just to play football. And I it's know a we different have to deal out there. Uh, one or two days early. So I get to see a little <laughs> bit of Cali, but yeah, it'd be cool. All right. We have a text question that came in. So this is from Simple Face. The question is, which NFL team 
or defensive system would you feel like you fit on the best, Rod? Ooh. That's a really hard question to answer only because I don't know that many NFL schemes and how they run a defense defenses as of right now. But um, maybe the Ravens only because we had two coaches that came from their, their defense. So I would say maybe the yeah, other Ravens. That's what I figured had to be the answer. Yeah, absolutely. You got your former, your former coach is over there at the moment. So right. Seems like he'd be able to fit you in pretty well. Thank you, Rod, for joining us here on Predictions Interactive Show, discussing you, discussing Michigan-Ohio State. The best of luck this weekend, Rod. I know that everyone in the state of Michigan, well, not everyone, certainly there's some in East Lansing that probably aren't, but everyone else in the state of Michigan is going to be rooting for you and your team. So best of luck on Saturday. And we will talk to you again soon. I'm Isaiah Wall. I've been your host. Thank you for watching. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.